and hello everyone. This is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Is it too much for the Jets not to be down 7 nothing within the first minute of a game? I mean, back-to-back weeks, down 7 to nothing in less than 60 seconds. This is just ridiculous, and this was once again a non-competitive game. And for Jets fans that are angry, for Jets fans that don't care, I can't blame you, honestly. It was a terrible day for the Jets, another one in a long line. And it was a weird kind of day in certain aspects with the quarterback, which I'll get into, of course. We'll talk about Adam Gase. And I'm trying to start off with, like, who played well in this game and really... Makai Becton played well until he got hurt. I hope his shoulder is okay. Really, he's the bright spot on this offense, and he, once a game, came out and played great today. My thing is, if it's a chance to make the shoulder worse, I would sit him, just get him healthy. Don't try to rush him and do more damage, especially in a season like this and on a short week. I understand that the Jets are completely decimated by injury, but let's be honest he's one of the bright spots to invest in I thought Quinn and Williams had a nice game against a very good offensive line probably one of the top five units no sacks but a couple good pressures was good in the run game but outside of that I mean it was more of the same and more of ineptitude and more of frustration and I mean let's get to Sam Darnold this was one of those games where you saw the good and the bad let, let's be frank. You saw the bad right right in the beginning on that pick six on the outside. Not a horrible throw, but tight coverage, underthrown ball. And But then you saw the second drive where Darnold bounced back, you know, using his legs. And he used his legs a lot more today, and I think he's going to have to do that in order to make plays. And he's a good athlete. I want to see him make more plays with his legs. He's not Josh Allen running, but he can make plays with his leg. It was an absolutely beautiful ball to Braxton Berrios, but earlier on the drive, broke out on a couple nice scrambles. He looked really good. And this is the frustrating thing with Sam, is you see the flashes, and you saw the tease, and you got that idea, like, wait a minute. Okay, this maybe could be a game. Like, maybe this will be a back-and-forth game. Darn will keep him in it, but... That didn't last very long. He had the interception in the red zone. Darnold's thrown four red zone picks over the last two years, the most of any quarterback. And look, this is a very good defense. They were the number one pass defense. And once again, it's hard to judge Sam because look at the receivers, the offensive line, the lack of a running game. It's impossible to give him a fair analysis, and I understand that. But at the same time, when I'm seeing the throw in the end zone getting picked off, when I'm seeing the second pick six, and then you saw the reaction from Darnold, it was on him. It wasn't the receivers running the wrong routes. He was making these mistakes. And at this point with Darnold, I'm not concerned with the touchdowns. I get it. You don't have the playmakers, but you can't be turning the ball over like that. I mean, 21 points in this game, seven off the board for the Jets, maybe at least three, but 
at minimum 17 points, 14 of which went to the other team. Darnold scored more for the Colts than he did for the Jets in this game. It was not a good day. And afterward, he said, look, in the press conference, I have to play better. It's on me. And I give him credit. But once again, you need to see more. And this is a quarterback where I get everything is against him right now. His head coach, his weapons, his offensive line. But you have to be able to rise above it a little bit. You have to be able to show your talent. And once again, you saw a flash, and you saw a couple of them in this game. But a couple flashes don't outweigh bad turnovers, and you saw it in this game. And for Darnold, look, I've been defending him. I don't think you're going to get a fair analysis of him. I don't think this season you're going to get the fair look at him. And to be honest, if this team has the number one pick, which has been discussed at nauseum through two weeks, which just shows you how bad the Jets are, I keep hearing this idea that the Jets, if they get the number one pick, they're going to trade in and get a bunch of weapons around Sam. But I can't feel that way right now watching some of the mistakes he keeps making, and I get that he doesn't have a good head coach. I get that. I get that he doesn't have good playmakers. But he keeps making the same mistakes and bad turnovers. Last year, I gave him a lot of credit. He was very conservative over the last eight games. Only four interceptions. We need that Sam Darnold back. We need to see that Sam Darnold. Not the one trying to make plays. And I get it. He knows that he has to try to make plays and force a couple throws. Okay. But some of these throws are just bad. And I know the urge is to tell Joe Douglas to say, hey, go get receivers, go get offensive linemen, but where are you getting receivers right now? Are you really going to give up a high draft pick to get a receiver right now? Mm, probably not. I don't think anyone's going to be shopping anyone that you would give up a second or third round pick for. And the best option on the free agency market is Demarius Thomas. I mean, is that really a name that's inspiring anyone? So once again, this is another game where it's a frustrating Darnold game because you see a great player too, a great flash, and you're like, damn, this, this kid's got some talent. But then you see some throws, and you're just like, oh my god, he's still making these decisions in his third year. So it was a frustrating game. Darnold, I'd like to see Joe Douglas try to get a receiver. I honestly don't know where he's going to go find one at this point. I think he just realizes that the talent on this team isn't very good. I think that's one of the reasons he traded Jamal. He just knows this is a complete rebuild, this whole roster. And, I mean, now we get to Adam Gase. Do I give him a little bit of credit for actually throwing the ball down the field this week? It, it's just... It's just bad. And the players... I love the players. Like, Greg Van Ron came out and was defending him in his press conference saying, you know, Jet fans shouldn't be calling for Adam Gase to be fired. What hope has Adam Gase given this fan base? They haven't led the entire season. They haven't scored more than 20 points in a game. In a game. In a league where it's designed for scoring. The NFL wants you to score now. 
And they still can't move the ball. And he's supposed to be an offensive guru. So I, I keep hearing the players defending him. And basically the players saying it's not the coaches, it's the execution. It's not the coaches, it's the execution. Well, execution comes from the coaches. And my attitude for players, and I go back to Rex, is the year where they finished A&A and you could tell he was on the hot seat and the players played hard the last couple weeks so he could save his job. If players really love a coach and really believe in a coach, they're going to play their butts off for that coach. And you knew coming the season, Gase wasn't exactly on the best terms with the fan base. And these are the three games you come up with. This is the effort. You can be bad, but the Jets don't have fight. They don't have effort. You look at the defense especially, and I'm going to – I'm going to defend Adam Gase on this one point, which is, does he deserve a lot of the blame? Absolutely. But I do think that through the first three weeks, we also got to put a lot of blame on Greg Williams. Because we praised Greg Williams last year, and I said it too. I said, look, Greg Williams is the best coach on this staff. He's better than Adam Gase. His players play hard. He has all the same injuries. He's short-staffed, and he's still coming up with a great defense. And it's interesting because the two players that said they don't practice hard were defensive players. And I get it that the defense is short on talent. They don't have C.J. Mosley. They don't have Jamal Asp, but they didn't have C.J. Mosley off last year. And I'm looking around, and I'm going, well, the cornerbacks are better than they were last year, and Still, this team, just this defense, I'm not seeing effort. They can't get teams off the field. They can't get pressure. They they don't have an identity. And you just look around and you go, this is on the whole coaching staff. And Adam Gase is the head coach, and he deserves all the blame. But the way the Jets are constructed, they have two head coaches. Gase is in charge of the offense, and Greg Williams is in charge of the defense, and both have been horrendous. I mean, let's not... Let's not, let's be honest. They've been both terrible coaches this year. And I've been advocating for Greg Williams, but his defense hasn't done anything to inspire me. They've been terrible this year. If this defense looked like it did last year and the offense was this as bad, I would say, okay, Greg Williams becomes the head coach, and I think you'd be okay with that. And even now, I still think Greg, even despite all the problems, would probably be a better coach than Gase. But it does inspire a lot of confidence. It just doesn't. And for all these players defending Adam Gase, you have to also take accountability. Because I'm tired of hearing the excuse that, oh, it's on us, it's the execution. Well, you better start executing. Because you have a new general manager now who didn't bring most of you in, who will have an abundance of cap space next year, and also now has a lot of draft capital. And he's watching this. And if you can't play well for the Jets, who are the worst team in the league, how many teams do you think are going to be lining up to give you a job? Just a little food for thought there. But I want to give the fans a lot of credit. Jet fans, I tip my hat to you. Because you have sent a message, and Christopher Johnson has heard you. Or the organization has heard you. Early on Sunday, it was reported that the Jets would be internally looking at Adam Gase, especially over the coming weeks as the head coach. 
And it's interesting because this happened shortly after Christopher Johnson came out and said that he believed in Adam Gase. But what happened in that time? Oh, no, they got their doors blown off by San Francisco. But they heard you. See, owners can ignore billboards. They can ignore planes flying over. They can ignore social media. And hey, they can even tune down talk radio. But what they can't ignore is your response. What happened in that San Francisco game? Oh, we know there was a travesty on the field, but off the field, it was also a travesty. Did you know the Jets' rating for that was a 3.9? Now, for those of you who don't know, last year at the same time, the Jets' rating was a 10. It was the lowest rating they've had in 20 years. It was a 3.9. For reference, the Giants was a 7.0. And this is during a pandemic where I want to remind you that 80,000 people can't attend games at the stadium. You spoke loud and clear. You're fed up with this nonsense. You're not buying jerseys. And you're not watching the game. And you can't tell me that Christopher Johnson and this organization didn't notice because... They noticed, because they're not only a punching bag in the media, but now they're not interesting in their own market. And I go back to this, for everyone saying the Jets, if they get the number one pick, they're not going to take Trevor Lawrence, they're taking him. Because of the ratings. The Giants are just as bad, but their ratings are okay. But I want you to think about this. Who's a marketable star in New York? Well, Saquon's hurt till at least next year. Daniel Jones is turning over the ball, and Sam Darnold is regressing. If the Jets somehow got that number one pick and Trevor Lawrence is there, people are going to watch. Makes them interesting. Gives them a star. Jets right now are boring. No one is going to waste their time watching these games. And the diehards that do come away even angrier and angrier but I have to give you credit Jets fans because you sent a clear message and the Jets heard you because you can be bad but interesting the Jets are bad and boring and now another key date is coming up this Thursday night game against the Broncos who I want to remind everyone is coming across the country on a short week with a backup quarterback and a very injured roster. If this Jet team can't beat the Broncos on Thursday night, two things are very concerning. Number one, I don't think the Jets, looking at their schedule, are getting a win until they're by. And even after the bye, they play the Dolphins again, who I don't think they're going to beat. But the second thing is, the Jets will then become a national story. They've been a punching bag, oh yeah, on when analysts talk about the team and when they make the picks but all of a sudden Thursday night the Jets are going to take center stage there will be no hiding between the other NFL games they will be front and center to start week four and if this is an embarrassment on a national level because 
Let me remind you of Adam Gase's previous two uh, national televised games. It was the Browns game where Trevor Simeon's leg was almost snapped in half, but the Jets couldn't seemingly get the ball past the 50-yard line. And, oh, yeah, the Patriots game where Sam Darnold saw ghosts and the Jets became a laughingstock for weeks again. If something similar happens, and it very well could, because I want to remind you, the Jets, they can't move the football. And I get that these were good teams that they've been playing, but there's no excuses against Denver. Denver is banged up. They have a backup quarterback. They're coming across the country. If the Jets cannot win that game, you might as well say, the Adam Gase tenure is over. Might not be over at the end of that game, but it's coming to an end. And the hard part is if this defense looked great, you could say, okay, well, we'll put Greg Williams in. But coaching that defense, I don't have confidence in him either. Let's let's just be honest. So once again, long story short, Jets played terrible, made a lot of mistakes, Jinso signs of life, didn't execute according to the team Adam Gase's game plan. Adam Gase, once again, not caring, not adjusting, and Sam Darnold regressing. And the one bright spot this year is now hurt with Mekhi Becton, and the Jets will be on the national stage. We're going to have a lot to talk about this season. So you're going to want to make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our latest content on the New York Jets, especially after Thursday night. We are recapping that, and it could get very interesting. Hopefully it'll be the first Jet win of the season. But if it's not, oh boy, we will have a lot to talk about. Either way, good or bad, I promise you, you're not going to want to miss that or any of our New York Jets content this season and beyond. So make sure you don't miss it, only here on Rich Sports Talk.